0: Today is Wednesday, January the 31st, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. Almost 300 pounds of cocaine, fentanyl, marijuana, and meth were all seized in a single week at the U.S.-Mexico border. The illegal drugs were discovered at various points of entry along the U.S.-Mexico border, according to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency. The drugs were hidden in trunks of cars, along with propane tanks and gas tanks. The week that the drug seizures occurred started on January 15th and ended on the 23rd. And when it comes to the continued invasion at the U.S.-Mexico border of not only drugs but military-age men... Ben Bergram, with Real America's Voice, is traveling from San Diego, California, to McAllen, Texas, and posting videos along the way of what he finds. Bergram records the camps that have been set up by Catholic charities to aid and abet those coming across the border illegally by giving them clothes, food, and water, and necessary information. Bergram also found piles of dumped IDs as well as flyers written in Chinese.
1: There's multiple reasons why you might dump your IDs. These are perfect examples. Permanent resident of Mexico, permanent resident of Spain. If you've already been given asylum, you don't qualify for asylum in America. So some of them will dump them for that. The other big one is if you are coming over as a supposed family unit and your IDs don't match, that's a red flag that you're probably not an actual family unit. So they'll dump their IDs too. If you're bringing children over, And the information about the kid doesn't match your information. They'll dump those too. But the crazy thing is the money. Wads and wads and wads of money, currencies from all over the world. And the bottom line is, the reason they do this is because they know that they're gonna get your money when they come to America. All of this because of Joe Biden's open border policies. And the worst, I just got this. This is breaking information from a contact in Border Patrol just sent me this. This is a document that was found in Hakumba, California. It's written in Chinese. And a couple things to note. It says where to go, three different locations. There's three different locations in Hakumba. They've got the addresses here. It tells them what to say. It tells them what to say to border patrol. If you go on the back though, this is what really gets me. It actually has the organization that created this document. Right there, lado. The communist leftist illegal immigration organization out of San Diego, printing these documents in Chinese and getting them into the hands of illegals as they're coming across our southern border, telling them what to say, telling them where to go. these organizations are traitors to our country, and this is the same organization. We found evidence of them creating fake marriages so that they could create more immigration fraud. All of these organizations need to be prosecuted. They need to be defunded immediately and prosecuted.
0: Berggram posts updates to the X platform and is also host to the law and border program on Real America's Voice. President Joe Biden was asked today about what he can further do to secure the U.S.-Mexico border. He responded just before shuffling across the White House lawn to board the presidential helicopter.
1: There's executive authority. Or is there more you could do? Absolutely you All I can do. give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got it off.
0: House Speaker Mike Johnson says there are a lot of things that Joe Biden can do, such as reversing all of the executive orders he issued in 2021 that reversed the secure border situation that had been created by President Donald Trump. President Trump took executive actions. He used his executive authority to get that system under control. President Biden came in reflexively and did exactly the opposite. And that is what has caused this crisis. It is well documented. I'm happy to share with you all, if you haven't seen it yet, our documentation of the 64 actions they've taken, at least... Half of those, more than half, could be immediately reversed with a stroke of a pen. And Joe Biden refuses to do it. And it is outrageous to us. A Democrat congresswoman, Cory Bush of Missouri, is being investigated by the U.S. Department of Justice for mishandling of government funds. This criminal probe first came to light on Monday of this week when the House sergeant at arms revealed on C-SPAN that his department had been subpoenaed by the DOJ to hand over documents. Breitbart News conducted further investigation and found that the charges are against Bush and have to do with her using government funds to hire her own private security. Apparently, Bush married her bodyguard, Courtney Merritt, who apparently was supplied by the House Sergeant-at-Arms. After Bush married Merritt, she continued to pay him for private security. The lawyer for Donald Trump in the E. Jean Carroll defamation case in New York City is now demanding more details about the relationship recently coming to light between the judge in this case, Lewis Kaplan, and the attorney for Carroll, Roberta Kaplan. Attorney Alina Habba says that this is a conflict of interest that should have prevented the trial from even going forward as it did. Habba cited the New York Post and a former partner in a New York law firm as a whistleblower to the fact that Judge Kaplan was a mentor to the attorney Kaplan while both were working at the same law firm. Habba suggested that this all lined up with how overtly hostile the defense and the judge were in their treatment of the defense side. Habba is asking for more information on this relationship in order to know how to proceed in her appeal For Donald Trump. First, the president. Now the diversity officer at Harvard University is being accused of plagiarism within her academic writings. The Washington Free Beacon is reporting that Sherry Charleston has plagiarized 40 passages including her own dissertation paper. Charleston is also accused of quoting from a study that was done by her husband without proper citation. The head of the National Association of Scholars has looked into this claim from the Free Beacon. Peter Wood told the Free Beacon that the 2014 paper written by Charleston appears to be entirely counterfeit. He says this is research fraud. And simple. The United Parcel Service is planning to cut 12,000 jobs this year. The news is reported just months after UPS reached a new contract with the Teamsters Union in order to avoid an impending walkout by UPS employees. UPS leadership says the cuts are to streamline operations after experiencing decline in volume, revenue, and operating profits for 2023. UPS executives blame the overall U.S. economy as the reason for this necessary change. Along with the $30 billion five year contract that was reached with the union. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. I have some updates on election issues going on in the state of Georgia. Plaintiffs in a federal trial have now rested their case. Curling v. Raffensperger has been within the judicial system for six years now, and it challenges the state's use of Dominion voting machines based on their hacking vulnerabilities. Plaintiffs argue that it's an infringement of the constitutional rights of Georgia residents. Attorneys for the state of Georgia argue that the hacking vulnerabilities have not been exploited and if security measures are continually enforced with those election machines, it should work as a preventative to any future hacking. Now, this is a bench trial, which means once the defendants rest their case, Judge Amy Totenberg will make a ruling rather than have a jury deliberate. This is the case that was reported on last week, where Michigan University computer science professor J. Alex Holderman used a borrowed pen to access a button on the Dominion voting machine screen in order to put it into safe mode. And from there, Holderman was able to adjust the settings however he so desired and therefore hacked the machine right in the courtroom in front of the judge. Dominion attorneys claim that Halderman's hacking demonstration did not face the normal physical and operational safeguards that would be in place during a real election. Totenberg must now determine how to rule in this case, which of course will have a major impact on the upcoming 2024 election, either by returning to the paper and pen method of voting by way of a ballot or allowing the Dominion systems to continue to be used by Georgians, who for a variety of well-founded reasons do not trust the integrity of elections in that state, especially following the 2020 presidential election. How the judge rules on this case out of Georgia could also have a domino effect on other states using the Dominion voting system. Meanwhile, still happening in Georgia, state lawmakers in both the state Senate and House have presented two bills that accomplish the same thing, which is requiring the removal of QR codes on election ballots and that the state move to an election process that uses optical scanners instead. Those scanners can read the filled in paper ballots. The bill has passed the Senate Ethics Committee and will head to the full state Senate for debate and voting. The bill in the Georgia House has not advanced as far at this point. Should this measure pass out of the House and Senate, it will go into effect as a state law on July first. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensberger claims that changing over to another voting method before November 2024 is not possible. At Open Inc., the Georgia file is now available. This includes court filings, interviews, and articles, information on non-governmental organizations that are working in that state, as well as legislation and decree documents that have been collected over time. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.